Friends, welcome to Be Real with BK. I'm your host, Brooklyn K, better known as BK, and I think it's about time we have a safe space where we can just get real. Whatever platform you're listening on, go ahead and press that share button. You can find me on social media at Brooklyn K, two N's, two Y's. Thank you for joining me, and I can't wait to connect with all of you. Alrighty. Time to get real. Hello, welcome to episode three. And I'm so excited and I am actually grinning from ear to ear right now from the amount of support that I have had from people who have listened to the first two episodes. It's always different starting something new or something that you've always wanted to do and not knowing how people are actually going to think about it. And that's one thing that I've been trying to work on is trying not to think about what people think about me and what they think about what I do and their opinions and just go out there and do what I want to do. And it's, it's scary. It is scary, especially when I'm creating a podcast and all you hear is my voice, all you hear is my opinions and uh, the people that I bring on the show. Um, it's a little, it's a little terrifying, but I can say that with the first two episodes, I received more support and so many positive comments and so many positive messages that my heart is just so full. It's scary, but it's also very rewarding when you have such a supportive community around you that supports everything that you do. Um, And I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm blessed. I'm thankful. All of the good things. And I just know that I'm super excited for what this podcast has in store, what we have lined up. Um, It's going to be really exciting. And I'm glad that I have all of you who are listening along for the ride with me because we have some good things coming up. Speaking of great things, I'm so excited for who I have on the show today. She moved across the world in a global pandemic. And if that doesn't take bravery, I don't know what does, but she definitely takes life one step at a time and does what she wants to do, no matter what people say, no matter, you know, what challenges are thrown at her, she goes for it. And that's why I wanted to have her on the podcast so she could talk a little bit about her move, the challenges that she's faced uh, with that, and also just kind of catch up and talk about some things that we have in common, like long distance relationship, we touch on that a little bit. We also, you know, touch on COVID, how it's affected our lives and a lot of advice. She has a lot of good advice in store for us. A little heads up before we dive into the interview, just so everybody knows the context of what our interview was and how we went about it. We got on Zoom and I recorded our Zoom call and you know, internet and technology is not always our best friends. So the audio was, I took a long time to edit. Um, but I love the interview and I love the context of it. But she is also six hours ahead of us and she's in a different country. So it might sound a little wacky at times, but you can definitely hear all the great things we have to say. Just don't be weirded out when she starts to talk super fast. It was because it was lagging or when we talk over top of each other. Also, again, because it was lagging. We love technology for that. But without further ado, I would like to introduce to you one of the best, coolest people, one of the bravest, most confident, 
most awesome people I've ever met, Sydney Stewart. All right, friends, I have my friend, Sydney. Sydney and I went to school together. We graduated in 2015, and yeah, I'll kind of let her introduce herself and the things that she's up to nowadays. Sure. So my name is Sydney. Um, as BK said, we went to high school together. Um, lots of years of friendship. Lots of good years. Some not so good, but lots of years for sure. Years, yes. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, so I'm actually living in Italy now. I've been here for about seven months. Um, right now, to be honest, it's not too exciting because everything as it is everywhere is locked down we are in quarantine it's um yeah it's it's a little difficult but I'm here it's really cool I'm enjoying it I'm teaching English online because I had to have some sort of income coming here and yeah that's pretty much the basis of what's happening I'm taking an Italian course um that's how I got my student visa actually because I needed a way to live here legally and so I decided a student visa was the best way to go. And I also had to learn the language. So doing an Italian school provided me a visa. I mean, it was really perfect. You couldn't ask for more. Right. I, I didn't even think about that, you know, moving to a country during COVID because you moved in the midst of the pandemic and everything, right. everything being shut down. And so have you been able to like explore while you've been there? Or have you been able to do the things that you expected to do? So my original plan was to come here in September. And um, we ended up deciding, hey, what's why I'm taking school online now because of COVID. There's no reason for me to be at home and for Dario, my boyfriend, um, to be in Italy, you know, doing this long distance when it's very possible for me to come there a couple months earlier and finish school online there. There's I already graduated. There's, you know, there's nothing that was really stopping us. So when I first got here, um, I did have to quarantine for like the 14 days, but it was in the summer and it was like the beginning of July when I first got here. And just like in the U.S., everything was pretty much open, like no restrictions in the summer, um, maybe slight restrictions, but, but I mean, really, you could pretty much do everything. So from July to about mid-September, we were able to do a lot of things. We actually went on like a two and a half week road trip from the north of Italy down to the south. And we just got in the car and kind of said, okay, where to next? And like booked the Airbnbs and the hostels on our way to the places. And it was like, it was a super amazing experience this summer. And then October hit. And I actually had to go home because I had hit my three months, um, hey, I'm here without a visa, like 90 days kind of thing, got to leave the country. Right. So we figured out, okay, shit, what am I going to do? How am I going to stay here without us, A, getting married and without me, B, being illegal? So So we got to figure something out here. Right. So we found this student visa. And honestly, I got so lucky. I don't know how it happened. I applied for the visa um, like mid-September I want to say and usually like visa applications take about three to four weeks to process and then another couple of weeks to actually receive your visa Mm -hmm. so we're talking like a month maybe a month and a half at least that it could take to get my visa and I can't 
turn in my application until home in September. Got home at like October 14th, I want to say, and then applied for the visa in Detroit and literally waited two weeks, got the visa, and I was able to leave after those two weeks, which was incredible. I could not believe that I got my visa that fast. And I mean, I was seriously mind blown. Like every day I was home, I was just anxious. I was like, okay, if I don't get this, I literally can't go back to Italy right now because it's three months in and three months out. 90 days in, 90 days oh, out. I so that makes sense. I, I was um, like, what if you just came home for a week, like every three months? <laughs> right. Well, we were thinking like, okay, well, let's just go to Spain for a week. Let's just go to Morocco, you know, Africa. Let's just go there for a week and then we'll come back and right. start my 90 days over. <laughs> right, right. But no, that's absolutely not the case. And after a lot of research, we found this course, luckily, and it's a year long and it'll expire October 31st, and I can renew it, which is also really good. I have to pay again, which is not a big deal, but I have to pay, and then I have another year of visa. So like I was saying, when, when I got home in October, I was only home for a short two weeks, and when I was home, I literally did nothing but work. I worked at um, a bar called Anson's out in Carleton, Michigan. Um, I worked at my uncle's dentist office. I was just like, Boom. I got to make money. Yeah, wherever you I can't go back it. to Italy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Wherever I can find this money. I was washing windows with my dad for Lake Erie window cleaning. Do you need your windows cleaned? That's your, that's your guy. <laughs> that's your guy right there. That's your guy right there. But yeah, so I was just doing what I could to make some money. And then all of a sudden, two weeks was up and I was on a plane back to Italy. And I was so excited. But unfortunately, when I got back, everything had been shut down again. So from about October to, well, until actually Monday, um, we've been pretty much on complete lockdown. And it's been, it's been frustrating, but I'm very grateful for the opportunity <laughs> to right, be exactly. here anyways. I mean, we're over here in the U.S. I mean, I bet we feel the same way, but it's like we right. haven't been quarantined in another country, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you it's still, just... You still have, like, the opportunity yeah, to, like, you know, live in another country, but I bet it's not what you, it's all cracked up to be because you're not able to, you know, do the things that you would right. do if it weren't for Miss Rona, so... Exactly, Miss Rona. Isn't <laughs> she just a treat? We just love her. <laughs> We love Miss Rona. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely been difficult. And my plan was to get here and try to find a job. And that also has been extremely difficult, A, because I am not very good at the language. So I'm, I'm getting there. But, you know, it's definitely a work in progress. Right. And B, I did not have your typical college experience. So I didn't have very much experience in my field of graduating or in my field that I graduated with. So just finding a job here was literally like, it felt impossible. And one day I just posted on these Facebook groups and I was like, hello, Italian people, people of Italy, (laughs) please. Please Yes. Do you know of any English speaking jobs? There's that babysitting, you know, English teaching, not certified, but I can get certified. So, you know, help me me out here. And 
Right. And a girl messaged me and she was like, hey, I'm actually from Ohio and I'm living in Padova, and which is actually where we're living right now. And I work for this um, online English teaching school and we teach young Chinese children. I'm like, sold. Boom. So, what do I need to do? <laughs> Sign me up. And uh, that's what I've been doing since October. And actually, I really love it. Like, it's funny because my mom always told me since she has worked for the school system, you're never going to be a teacher. Don't even want, don't even have the thought of being right. a teacher. Like, don't do it. It's, just, it's not an option for you. And, um, and here I am. I'm teaching, but oh I love it right now. I, I, I really mean, do. I mean, it's kind of funny. Who would ever thought that you're teaching English? Like not, not like ELA, <laughs> language arts, like actual, right. the language of English to other right. people. Yeah, like my certification is actually teaching English as a foreign language. (laughs) And it it was like not even really a thought to me. I thought maybe, you know, okay, I can post on Facebook and we can do Zoom chats and we can, you know, pay by the hour if you want me to like tutor your English. But when I heard about this program, I was pretty sold. It's actually, it's really cool. I'm really enjoying it. Oh my gosh. I I just think it's so funny. I, I mean that you're teaching I mean that's probably how some people like when we sign up for you know Spanish courses or French courses or Italian courses like oh I'm teaching my native language this is kind of weird yeah exactly (laughs) and you always think about because when I would I'll ask Dario things when I'm like because I'm obviously learning Italian and I'll ask him like why is this grammar this way He's like, Sydney, I don't, I don't actually know the rules behind the grammar. I just know the language, just like you teaching English. You don't know the rules. Right. <laughs> you just know it. And I'm like, you're definitely right. But now I know the rules. Some of them. <laughs> Some of them. <laughs> now, now I know the rules. I have to know the rules. Right. Oh, my gosh. So let's, let's rewind. Let's go all the way back to when you first studied abroad, because that's how all of this happened. Right. Exactly. So let's see, where do I even begin? <laughs> so I, I traveled Europe for about three weeks in 2017 with my cousin Hannah. And we went to Spain, France, Italy, um, Sweden, just a, a bunch of different places. We were traveling Europe. And that is when I got like the European bug. And I was like, whoa, I want to live here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on, but I want to live here. So fast forward to 2019, I study abroad in Spain for six months. And that was like the most incredible experience ever in my entire life. I would not take any second of it back. Like, and I wouldn't do any of it differently. It was just incredible. I could talk for hours about my experience in Spain, but (laughs) I'll, I'll save you. I'll save you the story time. But, um, yeah, so I studied in Spain and on my spring break in Spain, I actually went on a trip to Las Palmas and um, I was staying in a hostel with my roommate Mads and um, also staying in the hostel was my now boyfriend, Dario. He was staying in the same hostel as I was and we met there, we clicked and it was just kind of like an instant chemistry. It was really cool. I never actually had met someone that it was such a strong connection right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And um, we only had spent a couple of days together and we were playing volleyball. We went to a winery with a bunch of people. He made pasta for the hostel one night because he is Italian and um, he made 
pasta for the people in the hostel. And it was just like, everyone was just having a wonderful time together. And the day I was leaving, he walked me to the bus stop and we told each other, okay, like we're going to see each other again. Mm-hmm. Don't know where, don't know how, but we'll see each other again. Yada, yada, yada. Fast forward to, um, you know, the summer, we're texting back and forth, FaceTiming and just kind of keep, keeping in touch. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to November, his work gets transferred to Chicago. I'm like, no way is this real. Right. I cannot believe that he's going to be working for five hours away from me. So he calls me. He's like, I got great news. I'm going to Chicago. I'm going to be there for a couple months. I'll be there till Christmas. I was just like ecstatic. He was too. So I met him in Chicago and uh, yeah, the rest is history. And that's pretty much how that went. Um, In January, I spent New Year's in Italy with him and his friends and his family. Um, And then I left Italy like mid-January. Then he came to Michigan early February, left late February. And then we spent about six months apart because lockdown. Right. Lockdown happened. So we spent from March to July apart from each other. And that is when we were like, okay, nope, not waiting until September. Right. I'm coming. Right. I'm coming right now. Right. So that's how... Uh, the start of me even getting this chance to live in Italy happened because I, by the grace of God, <laughs> found my soulmate, I would say, you know? Right. I mean, and, it, um, it, it's so crazy because it's like one of those like movie type stuff. Like you're, you're exploring the world and all of a sudden you're in a hostel and next door is this charming guy. And it's like movie things. And then, you know, we're, right. It's like, like your typical see, Hallmark moment. Right. We're going to see each other again. And I don't know when, I don't know how, but fate will bring us together. And then in <laughs> right. November of that year, he goes five hours away from you. And then he goes out with us yeah. for Thanksgiving. And then you're in right. it. And it's just like, I think I think about it. I'm like, yeah, that's like, I mean, it's better than Hallmark. Hallmark's super cheesy, but. Yeah, I mean, when like you said it back, that would sound pretty <laughs> cheesy. I was like, did I sound like that? I hope not. No, no, it's definitely better. It's better than a Hallmark movie. I can promise you that. Okay. But, um, how did you guys do long distance? I know that's kind of one of the things we're going to target today because uh, we both mm-hmm. have dealt with. I mean, I haven't dated anybody that, you know, has been overseas. Never had to do that. But right. I long distance, so I can kind of relate. So how did you guys navigate mm-hmm. that? So... We were, I was really upset when he left in February. I was like, this is going to be so hard. I can't believe I have to go this long without seeing him. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do this mm-hmm. kind of thing. But honestly, we made it so simple for each other just by simply communicating. And I mean, when people say communication is key, they're being so serious because you know, if we had bad days, if we had good days, we would always tell each other. And we always made sure to, you know, kind of make time for each other by, you know, okay, let's decide a recipe and then let's cook together on FaceTime. And then let's sit down and we'll have a date or let's download a game on the computer. (laughs) Like that was like, because, you know, you gotta, you gotta do something special for each other, even if you're across the world. 
just to keep that flame going, you know? <laughs> right. So we just, we always tried to do something special for each other. And whether that was doing the dinner or downloading a computer game and playing each other, you know, mm-hmm. some things like that. And just really being very, very patient, mm-hmm. really patient, because there's also a six hour time difference. So in the first, you know, six, eight hours of his day until about 2 p.m. for him, it would be 8 a.m. for me. So right. it was like, you know, he spent almost half his day now, more than half his day without even talking to me. And then he goes bet he goes to bed when it's like 5 p.m. in Michigan. And so then I have the rest of the night to just not have my boyfriend. Right. So they when they say distance makes the heart girl ponder, it really does because then you just have that feeling of like longing for them, even mm-hmm. like uh it just was yeah. It was a lot, but you know, luckily there's FaceTime because if there wasn't, <laughs> I, I don't know. Right. I, I mean, we really relied on FaceTime for every single day. Right. Every single day we needed, we FaceTimed and that's just how it was. Right. Cause there's more um, of a connection yeah. over FaceTime rather than just like texting one another because texting, you can take it. Yeah. Like the perception of texting can be taken totally exactly, and it's not the same. So when you hop on FaceTime, mm-hmm. like do that with everybody. Like you just hop on FaceTime and you're like, oh my gosh, I miss your face. Hi, how are you? You know, it's right exactly. There's just a bit more of a connection, and I think yeah that helps with any relationship. Mm-hmm, definitely, and it also helps that he is a couple years older than me. Because I think that our relationship is just very mature. Um, I mean, not, I don't want to like throw shade, but I would say this is definitely the most re- mature relationship I've ever been in. Right. And with that being said, there was like mutual trust. There was mutual feelings, very, a lot, just a lot of openness about how we're feeling and what's going on that it made things really simple to just understand each other and be there for each other. Mm-hmm. And that's what we that's what we needed to keep it going and I think that's what I find in like my relationship now that I didn't have in others I mean all my relationships besides my high school relationship were long distance right and yeah here's my opinion on high school relationships if you have a great connection with the person that you're with in high school and you find still have that connection and can find that connection after high school and it's successful for you awesome I wish you the best because I know lots of people that are still with their high school right high school school sweetheart right and Mm -hmm. they will get married you know that like I don't see they deserve awards right they They really deserve awards they deserve an award but show up to those things yeah my cousin like Hannah and Henry started dating like their freshman year of high school and they're just like you know, 24, married, own a house. I'm like, <laughs> good for you guys. Cause Right. But like, if you took my, we took m- my high school relationship. Well, it was toxic in high school as it was, but then you take my high school relationship out of high school for three months and it was not possible. I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> bye. Bye. No. See ya. Like, it just wasn't Been my there. person. And that's totally fine. And I I can see where people 
love would love to you know have that connection especially if they're with them years after so let's say you're fighting for that connection three or four years out of high school it's like if you're having to fight for that connection is it really your person yeah even if you've been with them for six seven years that doesn't mean that you're Mm -hmm. destined to marry them but right for long distance every high school or after high school every relationship that I was in was long distance and I'm again they weren't great relationships they were (laughs) they were actually pretty (laughs) I don't want to say awful because there were a lot of good times in the in the relationships that I had but I remember a lot of good lessons I would say right a lot of good good, lessons good lessons lessons for BK yep Good lessons. That's that's a good point. Because they, they weren't all bad, but they weren't all great either. But when I started dating Garrett, who's my current right. boyfriend, I was like, I've never really dated somebody who lives five minutes away from me. What do I do? Like, gonna, do I yeah. see you all the time? Do we, exactly. Do we te- like? Do we do we still FaceTime? Is that a thing? Like, what? How do we navigate? Because I'm used to seeing my significant other once or twice a month, if that. Like, I'm usually used to like a yeah, long, no. long jam packed weekend, and mm-hmm. when I started dating him, I mean, we see each other a lot. Which I'm thankful for because if I didn't, I'd be, I'd be like, I can't do long distance. Right. <laughs> I mean, I could if with him if I wanted to. But, well, but. it's funny. No, it's funny that you say that because, I mean, you obviously know Dario and I spent months apart after we first met. And then again, after we were already dating, like months apart. But then he goes out of work or he goes out of town for work for two days. And I'm like, um, when are you coming home? Like, I miss you already. Why are, I don't want you to be away anymore. Kind of thing. Right, it's right. been two days. It's like, oh, you, it's you funny how that, that happened. You have that connection again. And it's like, now that you're so used to it, you're like, I don't yeah. want you to go away. <laughs> exactly. Please. Especially with, like, you know, we're together 24 seven. There's like literally not a time in the day where we're apart. there's like you know we live together and we wake up together we eat together and go to sleep together and then we do the same thing the next day because that's what we have to do right now he's smart working working from home so I mean there's literally like we're together 24 7 and he goes out of town for two days this week and I'm like "Uh, not a fan not a fan come back please (laughs) right but I mean exactly I, I mean it's it's good but it's also different now than it ever would be I mean you guys could be living in Italy if it weren't for the pandemic and see each other maybe once or twice a day or wake up with each other and go to sleep with right and I think that's the different exactly. dynamic that we all have now like especially if you live with your significant other is that you don't have time apart and so then it's like you're not fighting for time with your person you're fighting for time with yourself yeah, yeah, you're actually completely right. <laughs> I mean, that's... Wow, a- mic drop! <laughs> <laughs> wow, put that on a t-shirt or something, or like... <laughs> Honestly. Honestly, I need a sticker to put it on my laptop. Right, but I mean, that's what I, I live with my family, uh, my mom, dad, and two brothers, and it's it's not that I don't love being around them, because I do, but sometimes I just find myself up in my room 
trying mm-hmm. to find some me time, trying to like yeah be with me and only me. And whether that's what I'm exactly. working, going to school, watching Netflix, literally laying in my bed mm-hmm. and staring at the ceiling. That's what I right. But I'm it's also hard too because I'm a very social person. So I'm used to being busy. I'm used to being, you know, out, mm-hmm. out, out there doing all the things I used to. And now that I'm getting back to that, I'm like, how did I have the energy to do all that? I want to go lay in my bed. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that is seriously me. I'm lacking serious motivation from after this year of quarantine. <laughs> right. And I, it, it's weird to think about because before quarantine, I had three jobs. I was going to school full time. I was still going out on the weekends with my friends. I was finding times to do different stuff during the week. And now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing everything from home besides working at the dance studio and the bar. And I'm like, uh, I'm tired. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to stay in bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But one thing, one thing I learned out of all this is because, or is that you have to, you're not going to find motivation every day. I mean, when we, when quarantine first happened, everybody was doing nothing because a lot of people lost their jobs. School lapsed a lot. Uh, You couldn't, you legit could not step outside of your house, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you really couldn't. And so you sat around and you had to find th- stuff to do. Like people were going to Walmart and buying crafts that they've never done before. People were painting their windows. Mm-hmm. People were... Puzzles were sold out of grocery Puzzles. stores. <laughs> Puzzles and toilet paper. <laughs> the toilet paper I still don't get. <laughs> like, I still don't yeah. understand that. I don't either. I never will. But I understand the puzzle. Yes. Toilet paper blows my mind, but... <laughs> Right. I I understand the puzzles because we were fighting for something to do. But now that we all are getting back to our normal lives in a different capacity, we're fighting for motivation. And it's not that you're going to find motivation every day. It's that you have to find your self-discipline and you have to be a disciplined person to do stuff nowadays because... I mean, we didn't have the motivation before maybe, but you didn't really have a choice because you had to get out of your house and go do it. Like everybody, right. if you have a nine to five job at the office, you didn't really have a choice. You had to like get up and get ready and go to work. But now a lot of people who have nine to five jobs sit at their house and are like, mm-hmm. I have to work in five minutes. I really don't want to get out of bed. <laughs> yeah. It's a struggle to even put like normal clothes on. Like, right. That, that are not the clothes that you slept in the night before. <laughs> you know? Hence, hence me mean, right I, now I'm wearing, I'm going on day number two or three with the same outfit. <laughs> oh, you're talking to the queen of doing that. Like I'm definitely in the same clothes I slept in last night and it's a whole day later, like, <laughs> like 9 PM here, oh. a whole day later. And I'm probably going to go to bed in the same outfit. Maybe we should edit that out. <laughs> no, <I'm> <laughs> maybe you should not tell people about my hygiene problem it's fine I said in my last podcast that I go you know like seven days without washing my hair whether it's greasy or not so it's fine oh yeah that's a girl thing gotta do it gotta keep your hair healthy oh yeah but I mean, yeah, finding finding motivation is hard nowadays, especially when a lot of, I mean, my work workplace mm-hmm. is literally two steps away from my bed. So as I'm here, you know, working my 
life away at my desk, I just peer over and I'm like, oh, my bed looks really comfy. Exactly. Yeah. Luckily I have, like when I have to work in the morning, sometimes I'll work at 6am, but sometimes I won't, I won't work till noon. But when I do have to work in the morning, luckily I have the children there to hold me accountable because I can't just like not show up to not teach. Like I have to be there. So like if I didn't have the kids to hold me accountable, I would stay in bed and I would lollygag. I would just take my sweet time and enjoy my morning. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So before we get off here, I want to know your one piece of advice that you'd give to somebody who wants to, you know, go after something that they've never done before. Hence you moving halfway across the world. (laughs) one piece of advice there's so much advice that I could give right now about the situation that I'm in and uh, I guess the biggest piece of advice that I would give is just to you know stay true to yourself Mm -hmm. if you want something don't let anything stand in the way of that because let me tell you whether I met Dario or I didn't meet Dario I'm telling you right now, I was going to move to Europe regardless. Right. I just happened to find someone that made it easier for me. And, but that was the one thing I knew. I knew I did not want to have a boss. I wanted to be my own boss. Mm-hmm. I knew that I was not meant for a desk job. And I followed my heart to exactly where I'm at now. And it's really cliche, but if I didn't stay true to myself, I would probably be at home working in an office using my communications degree for a corporate company that I probably couldn't give a shit about. So, right. Right. Um, yeah, that would probably be my biggest piece of advice. Right. And you probably had a lot of people telling you like, it's the middle of a pandemic. You can't go like, don't do it. You have a degree. Stay here. You can get a job, mm-hmm. work from home. It's safe. Moving across the world. Yeah, I also live hard. <laughs> Yeah, I also had a lot of um, people like questioning, well, you don't really, you don't really know Dario that well. Like, what if you guys break up? What if this and that? And like, I'm going to tell you right now, when you know, you know. Mm-hmm. So we knew and that just wasn't an option. And then guess what? If we did, I'm, I'm going to figure it out. Right. And I would still be here. And so all the people that, you know, doubted me, I worked for a restaurant um, about a year and a half ago and the owner of the restaurant, I always told him, yeah, well at this time next year, I'm going to be living in Italy. I always said it. And he was like, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Good luck with that. And I just, you know, I ended up quitting that job because I wasn't treated very nicely. We'll say. And, um, I just look back now and I'm like, well, guess what? I'm guess where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And if you would have have listened to all the people that that said, what if it's Mm -hmm. you, you wouldn't be where you are today. I wouldn't be here. Exactly. And so I would not be here. That's one thing I challenge myself because I'm a what if person, not to anybody else, but to myself. And it's like, okay, Brooklyn, what if this Mm -hmm. happens? Or what if this were to happen? And you know, this could, this is a possibility. So what if that happens? And, you know, it's, it's a battle with myself where I have to tell my, myself every day. It's like, 
in Brooklyn, if you worry about the what ifs for the rest of your life, you're never going to go outside of your comfort zone and do the things that you're yeah, doing. So exactly. And you're, you were destined to move across the world. You were destined to go on mm-hmm. the study abroad trip and meet Dario. You were destined to be with him. You are destined to do all the things you're doing now. And exactly. And if you asked your, if you listened to what if you wouldn't have been able to mm-hmm. reach possibilities, these goals. Exactly. And as a person who, um, to be quite transparent, struggles with a lot of anxiety, the what ifs were definitely there in the mm-hmm. back of my mind. And I mean, I did participate in theater for, you know, 12 years of my life. So that did help me step out of my comfort zone, but mm-hmm. I didn't have to be myself out of that comfort zone. I got to be someone completely different. So it is a different sense. And so I saw a quote the other day and it said, if you're comfortable, you're not making progress. And I was like, you know what? You're damn right. And I just keep (laughs) thinking about that because I sometimes I'll go to the grocery store and I will be so uncomfortable to ask someone where something is because I have to speak in a different language, you know, Mm -hmm. and I will be so uncomfortable to call and order a pizza or talk Mm -hmm. to someone at a restaurant or do any things, any of those things. And, you know, since I saw that quote, I know it was like two days ago, but since I saw it, I'm like, you know what? You're right. If I'm uncomfortable, I'm making progress. And that's what matters right now. Right. Don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be, you know, the best at what I'm doing right now. But if I'm making those small steps to become the best I can be, then I'm proud of myself. Right. And that's that. <laughs> right. And you should be because, I mean, I know you're a huge family person. I know you're a huge friend person. And you're light years away from us right now. Like you're overseas. Yeah. It it's it's difficult, but you're doing this for you because you know that this is what you wanted to do. And I mean, I know that I could not live in a foreign speaking country because I I just know that my personality wouldn't be able to survive. So kudos to you. But it's you're right. If mm-hmm. you if you are comfortable, you're not you're you're doing something wrong. You're if if you are willing to stay in your comfort zone, then yeah, you're only exactly. feeling yourself. Exactly. And I think that's that's a good place to end. I think we covered mm-hmm. a lot. I think we covered the whole, you know, moving across the world, long distance relationships, high school relationships. We even got into COVID, <laughs> right. uh, motivation. The whole nine. The whole nine. <laughs> exactly. Well, Sydney, we're so proud of you. And we're proud of you for chasing your dreams and doing everything that you have been doing. And I know, I know for a fact that it's inspired a lot of people, if not only yourself, to show yourself that you can do what you've been doing. And we are all so proud of you. Gee, you're going to make me like tear up. Thanks, BK. (laughs) I know, you know, the best part about moving away is knowing that I have people like you that I can come home to, you know, because I always know that I have a home and I always know that I have my people at home. And that's what really makes this totally okay, because I always have that aspect of life. Right. You you always have something and some and people to come home to. Exactly. Right. Exactly. There's always a home. Right. Well, thank you for joining me. This is so fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was a nice little catch up slash, you know, tell right. my experience moment. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, it's three twenty here, nine twenty there. You're across the world. We were able yep. to do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much, Sydney, for joining us. I love you much. Thanks, BK. I love you the most. 
She's amazing. She's great. Even though sometimes we sounded like T-Pain with auto-tune over our voice, I'm, I'm so happy that we were able to connect and record this interview because she has so much insight and so many great things to say about the person she is today and all her adventures and where she has been, where she's going, what she's doing. Um, she's pretty awesome. Well, I hope you enjoyed episode three. I hope you got to take something away from what Sydney and I talked about. She's pretty intelligent and she had a lot of advice for people who want to step out of their comfort zone. But on the next episode, it's going to be just me. I'm going to take a break from interviews and I'm going to leave it open to my audience. I'm going to be posting on social media this week uh, to see what questions you want me to answer, what you want me to talk about. Um, this this next episode is all about my audience. Um, so make sure you tune in to either my personal Instagram at Brooklyn K, my new Be Real with BK Instagram at Be Real with BK, or just DM me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. <laughs> I have it all. So yes, this next episode is all about you. And I want to hear what you want to hear about me and what you want me to talk about. And I'm going to answer all of your questions. So thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Be Real with BK. I am so happy that we are still here on this journey. It's super surreal, but thank you so much. I'll see you next time when we get real. Bye.